0: Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Thursday, November 11th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Flyers coming off a loss at the hands of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And come Friday, we'll see if the Flyers can continue their trend so far this season of bouncing back after a loss. It'll be a tough task in Carolina coming up on Friday night. The Carolina Hurricanes, well, they've gotten off to a great start this season. They're at the top of the division. 11 games played, 10 wins, 1 loss, and 20 points. Flyers failed to grab some points in this game. Could have separated themselves from a couple of teams in the standings, including the Columbus Blue Jackets and New Jersey Devils, each with 14 points. So the Flyers tied with those teams right now with 14. Columbus has only played seven games. Columbus has only played 10 games and has 14 points. The Devils and Flyers have each played 11 games with 14 points. And the Devils and Flyers have an identical record of 6-3-2 on the season. Flyers also shut out for the second time this season in just 11 games. They were shut out in the final game of that road trip against the Calgary Flames 4-0. And they get shut out here by the Toronto Maple Leafs by a score of three to nothing. Now, in the game, the Flyers actually outshot the opposition. We've talked about it a thousand times here, if not ten times on Flyers Daily. That shots are not a measuring stick of success. It's about quality, not just quantity. They outshoot the Toronto Maple Leafs thirty-six to thirty-three in the game. Uh, but I said this on the post-game show with Brian Smith. I thought that. In the game, despite the fact that they outshot the Leafs only by three shots, but the Leafs had the high danger chances probably two to the Flyers one. Uh, they just had more high danger chances, more chances inside. I thought Carter Hart was really good in the game. I can't find a goal in this game that I'm gonna I'm gonna put on him. The first goal hits off the 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 toe the toe plate if you will the Kevlar like steel toe of Nylander. And the only chance you have to save that puck is if it hits you. There, there's, It's a play by Nylander. to get something on it. It was deemed a kicking motion at first. It wasn't a kicking motion. It was a good goal, and it was a redirect. And that goes in. And then the William Nylander power play goal, he gets kind of lost in the shuffle there. Austin Matthews makes a great play, gets him the puck, and he's got it all alone in a very high-danger area, and he buries it. His seventh of the season, that on the power play. And then the Kasha goal is a one-timer from another high danger chance. It's a it's a tough spot. And you know, Carter Hartz came up with some big saves in this game to keep the Flyers in it. But the the concern for me with this game is that over the last six games, the Flyers are now averaging less than a goal and a half per game. And it looks like to score, they're having to work incredibly hard. I don't recall the last goal that I've seen them get off the rush, you know, on an odd man rush opportunity. It's been very difficult for them to score of late. And coming into the game, they were ninth in the NHL in goal scoring, mostly by way of some some big numbers early in the season. But they're struggling to score goals right now. They got the 2-1 win on that road trip uh, against the Washington Capitals on Saturday night. They've had two 2-1 road wins so far this season. The Caps game Saturday and then the second game of their Western Canadian road trip where they beat the Vancouver Canucks in that back to back with the Edmonton Oilers. But they need to generate more offense off the rush and more high quality chances. Out shooting the team? All well and good as long as you also out high danger chance the opposition. And even if you lose in one of those situations where you're Consistently out, uh, high danger chancing the opposition, eventually those pucks do start to go in. And you know, you may be a team that's snake bitten at a period of time, but this doesn't look like to me like a team that's snake bitten. They're just not generating enough high danger chances. Need to get to the inside more, need to, to disrupt the goaltender, need to take his eyes away, make him look around screens, and need to have more bodies around the blue paint. It seems like they're satisfying a little bit too much right now for shots on goal from the outside. When they need to get maybe less shots on goal, but more quality and get inside the dots, so that that's really the concern I have right now uh, with this team. And look, there, there, there's the notion that you know guys step up, but and step up in the absence of other players. You know, Justin Braun has done a great job stepping up for the the absence of Ryan Ellis. Uh, also, you look at. You know, when you look at some of the offensive lines and you look at the the second line with Derek Broussard, he's on a veteran minimum. He's, you know, he's performed well through most of this season as a 2C, but that's not your long-term answer. They'll get Kevin Hayes back probably next week. Um, He probably won't start as your second line center, but that'll add depth to that position. Flyers have dealt with some pretty big blows here with only having Ryan Ellis for three games and not having Kevin Hayes at all. Uh, Hayes looks like he's going to come back next week. Maybe Ellis as early as this weekend, and not having those guys will have eventually an effect on your team. And I think we saw a little bit of that with Keith Yandel in this game, playing with uh, Nick Sealer. I think it's a situation where you know Yandel needs to play with somebody a little bit more, a little steadier back there. And when he's playing with Justin Braun, I think he'll be fine. But uh, that uh, perhaps got a little bit exposed in this game as well. And then also. Uh, Ivan Provaroff, getting back to playing with Ryan Ellis is going to be a big thing. So th- hopefully, again, Ellis is back this weekend for the Canes and, and Stars games. And Kevin Hayes is right behind him to come back in for that three-game homestand uh, for the Flyers the week after Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. But, you know, this team right now is struggling to score goals. And it's taking way too much effort for every goal that they get. And they need to find a way to perhaps generate more offense to get certain guys going. Oscar Lindblom and, and that third line, for the most part, have been great at preventing the opposition from getting scoring chances, but they haven't been great. And Oscar has been pointless, uh, has been snake bitten a little bit. He's gotten some good chances, but they haven't been great at generating goals. So while it's good. To be a line that prevents it, you also need to contribute some as well. So perhaps it's time for Elaine Vigneault to juggle some lines. This is something he did, obviously, quite a bit last year out of necessity. Hasn't had to do it yet this year. I mean, pretty much the lineup that's out there and combinations that we're seeing, other than because of injury or the the occasional healthy scratch of Nicolas Lové-Cubel, it's been the same pretty much all year. It's been chalk. But now it's probably time to juggle a little bit because this is now going on six games that the team is having to work really hard on scoring goals and they're not scoring enough goals. So the part of the equation now is probably juggling the lines. On the post-game show, I the lines that I submitted were as follows. The top line would be Sean Couturier, Claude Giroux, and Cam Atkinson. I'd keep Derek Broussard in the middle, at least until Kevin Hayes gets back on that second line, put on that line with him, Travis Konechny. On one wing, and then on the other wing, I would put Oscar Lindblom. I'd actually move him up in the lineup. Not that I think that, you know, second line or third line, that really means a whole heck of a lot. I really don't. But I would go with Broussard, Limblom, and Konechny. And then for that third line, whatever you call it, I would have James Van Riemsdyk and Joel Faraby playing together once again. They had great success together last year with Scott Lawton. And that line did place them together last year, albeit a miserable season. Uh, that line did have some success, so I would put that out there, and I would keep that third line intact with Nate Thompson, McEwen, and Patrick Brown. And I'd be fine with that. Then presumably you get Ryan Ellis back, and you have him paired with Ivan Provorov, Sandheim, and Ristaline and Yandel, and Braun. And I'm good with that. And let's see where that goes. But it's probably time, and I imagine that AV will start to make some line juggles and get try some different combinations to spark this team because no team's going to go through— an entire season with their lines intact. It just doesn't happen. And uh, this might be the time where Elaine Vigneault decides to push some buttons and, and see what he can get going for this team from an offensive standpoint. They've been good defensively, but they need to find ways to score off the rush and make it more difficult on the opposition netminder. I'm not a big Jack Campbell fan, but he played well in the game, but I didn't think the Flyers made it difficult enough on him. So I did put out a tweet, and I put out the tweet just saying, hey, Flyers fans, tough game against the Leafs. Leafs had the higher, higher quality scoring chances. They capitalized on them. Uh, but for tomorrow's Flyers Daily, what's your biggest concern with this Flyers team? And I said, I'll go through a bunch of them and see if I agree, if they are legit concerns. But I do have some concerns, which I just laid out. So let's get to some of the tweeted concerns. And we start with Ryan Schiffler. He says, the power play is concerning. For the amount of talent they have, I just don't get why they struggle so much. They also have too many streaky players between JVR, Limblom, Lawton, Faraby, and the fourth line doesn't generate much. The defense has been playing well, and as have the goalies. Um, Okay, so the PP, yeah, that's a concern. And in that game last night, they put Keith Yandel back as the power play quarterback, and they put, eventually, James Van Riemsdyk back on that top power play unit. I think that's the right move. Um, We'll see if it generates goals or generates momentum it needs to do. At least one of those, preferably both. Um, as far as the streaky scores, JVR, Limblom, Lawton, Faraby. Yeah, Faraby got off to a torrid start to the season, and he's um, kind of hit a, a little bit of a tough patch here. He'll he'll get through it, I believe in that. JVR hasn't really gotten it going offensively. He's only got one goal, I think, on the season. Um, Limblom has been a guy that's been struggling to score. Scott Lawton, I think, has three had goals in back to back games not that you're looking for a ton of goals from Lawton or even limblom for that factor at this point but they got you know limbblom's got to give you a little bit more farabee has got to get it going again he's got to be get scoring goals off the rush and uh he's not generating like he was earlier this season and I think that combination with jVR worked well last year I'd like to see that one together again uh, let's get to Jay Sasquella He says, generating and finishing chances consistently. That's his concern. He said, obviously, the goals haven't been coming, but tonight they didn't generate enough good chances. They were forcing things too much, and the power play has been a mess. The power play is really the the first two periods, the power plays they had, the first three power plays in the game, were really kind of ugly. And then on the fourth one, when they kind of got the unit back together with Yandel and JVR, they generated some chances, just couldn't break through. But uh, yeah, the, the goals are not coming right now, and they're not generating enough good chances. Again, 36 shots. Yeah, i shot the opposition, but it doesn't mean anything unless they're difficult shots to stop. And when you give goaltenders in the NHL clear-sighted shots, they're going to make those saves. There was two shots in the second period, one from Sandheim and I think another one from Ristolainen. Big, heavy shots, clear-sighted, though, outside the top of the circle and it was just an easy blocker directional rebound to the corner. No, no other opportunity comes from that. It's Goaltenders are too good to just do that. You have to get traffic around them. Uh, Matt Wetzel tweets in and says, I can honestly say I have legitimate concerns. I He said, I honestly can't say I have legitimate concerns until Hayes and Ellis are back. Both will help the power play and keeping possession five on five. Allison getting back could provide some juice offensively in the bottom six. I don't think we've seen nearly the best of this team yet. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I agree that, you know, we haven't seen this team at, at full strength. And the fact that they are where they are with Kevin Hayes not playing a game, Wade Allison not playing a game, and Ryan Ellis, your top pair right side, right shot defenseman, only playing three of 11, it, it, you survived it. But they need, they do need to get those players back and, and get them assimilated. Sean Money D tweets in and says they seem way too happy to keep the puck around the boards back and forth. Work the middle. Yandel looks bad. Provy isn't a power play quarterback. Giroux looks like he is going for the miracle passes on the power play again. Getting too cute. We are score when we were scoring, when we were shooting. Well, they got shots on that. But again, it's you have to get higher quality. And I know what you mean. The power play does work it around the outside until you find the side you want to set up on the half wall on. But again, that's taking too long. You're eating up power play time by doing that. So they do need to get in the zone, set up, and execute plays. And they have not been doing that. And Yandel did not play a good game last night. He did not. It was not his best game of the year. It doesn't mean that he's done. He's washed up, and they should scratch him. No, it means he played. He didn't have a great game. But he needs to to play better. And be back on that top power play unit because that's where you can really take advantage of his strengths. Jeru uh, Dangles tweets in and says, their offensive talent is lacking. That's his concern. They need Hayes, Frost, and probably help from outside the organization. Okay, I mean, see, that's a little extreme. Their offensive talent right now without Kevin Hayes and without Allison is, is lacking in the last six games. Going into the game last night, like I said, they are ninth in scoring in the NHL. So once you get all those players back, you see what you have, and I think then you can truly make that assessment. I think you're going a little too far. You often do. <laughs> I've seen your tweets before. So, that look, it is a concern of the last six. They need to shake things up and see if they can develop some chemistry. Uh, Die 881019 says uh, his concern is the power play for sure, but the Flyers need more from their top guys. Still passing up shots, trying to be pretty, and hitting the damn net would be nice too. When you're not scoring, put the puck on net and play a simple game. It looks like they played uphill all night. Frustrating. Um, I, look, I, th- I thought they skated okay with the Leafs. I wasn't. I didn't have a problem with that. I thought that they actually outpossessed the Leafs probably in the game marginally, but it wasn't about that to me. I agree with you you know i'm i don't want to just take shots to take shots so that i don't agree with still passing up shots cuz i think they're taking too many shots but not enough quality shots uh, you do need to the trying to be pretty you do need to be a little pretty because if you're not trying to be pretty you're not going to score if you just want to go in and, and just throw pucks at the net that's not going to score in the, in the league but as far as simplifying i do agree when you're not scoring yeah get the pucks on net with bodies there Play this simple game of taking the goalie's eyes away, forcing him to look around screens, banging for rebounds, taking a a beating down low to occupy a defenseman and, you know, disrupt the goaltender. So yeah, I agree with parts of what you're saying. I don't know that I agree with all of it. Jake tweets in and says, probably an overreaction, but I'd say a concern is generating high danger chances, not just a bunch of shots. This goal scoring has dried up of late but you've got to think it'll come back if the process is good. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what I'm saying. You and I, Jake, are in lockstep, gener- generating high danger chances and not just a bunch of shots. That's I totally agree. I should have just read your tweet at the beginning because it explains how I feel, but you said it better than I did. Uh, Gert B. Frobe tweets in and says uh, his concern is poor coaching. Offensive zone starts and too much time for the fourth line. PP is crap. The talent is better than their performance, and that's on the coaches. Brindamore hasn't been seen in Philly since he was traded, which is a shame. I think you're being a little dramatic. (laughs) Um, Look, I thought the fourth line in the game didn't give up anything and actually generated a couple chances. I thought they played a pretty good game. (laughs) But if that's my compliment for the game, that's a problem. But – I think you're being a little dramatic a little early here. So, um, But you're entitled to your opinion. Uh, Cord Blaney tweets in and says, To me, number one concern is goal scoring. I thought it was a huge issue before the season started. It has now officially reared its ugly head. Getting Ellis and Hayes back should help a little, but overall they have zero consistent goal scoring threats throughout the lineup. Well, let us they're only 11 games in. They do have guys with, I mean, Atkinson's got six goals in 11 games. He hasn't scored in a couple games. I get it. The team has dried up. Maybe, you know, shuffle some things around and see where it goes from there. But, you know, you don't have that guy like uh, an Ovechkin, not many do, or Matthews. That's just a pure, absolute sniper shooter. There's not many of those guys that exist. Laine is one um, and was available. I wouldn't touch him, but he's one of those guys. Uh, Tarasenko is one of those guys if he's healthy. So, uh, Getting Ellis and Hayes back should help because the trickle down effect, as well, of them coming back into the lineup. So, and and again, shuffling the lines, I think, could be a good thing. Uh, Yo, pal, the Flyers tweets it and says his concern is the power play. Seems like they need to put the five best players out there in the best spots to succeed. Yandel's the QB, Giroux and Coots on the wings, JVR in front, TK in the slot. Terry needs to stop overthinking it, and I think that's exactly what they did in the game. They went back to that unit. And oddly enough, when they went back to that unit, they had their best power play of the game. They didn't score, but they did generate some good scoring chances. Uh, last one, Jim Dietz tweets in and says, his biggest concern is lack of a superstar. Flyers have several solid players, but no studs. Leafs have two to three top-line players. Yeah, but what have the Leafs won with it? They have Marner? Yes. They have Matthews? Yes. They have Tavares? Yes but they don't have playoff success to show for it at all because they have no depth. They have those guys eating up $34 million in an $82 million salary cap league. That is not the way to build a team, Jim. They have not won anything with those guys. They have not won a round of the playoffs. The Flyers have won more rounds of the playoffs than they have, and that's saying something the Flyers have only won one since 2012. So, yeah, they have studs, you're right, and but it doesn't pay pay them off at all. They're paying those guys too much money. And as far as the Flyers have solid players but no studs, if you don't think Sean Couturier is a stud, I don't know what to tell you. He may not be scream superstar and the flash and sizzle and sparkle that comes with a superstar, but he's a point-per-game player. He's one of the best defensive players in the league. He's a top face-off guy in the league, and he does everything not well, incredibly well. So if you don't think he's a stud, we disagree on how to judge a stud because I would take Sean Couturier over Mitchell Marner any day of the week. I would take Matthews over Couturier, but I wouldn't take Mitch Marner over Sean Couturier. All right, everybody, have a great day. Let's not get crazy about the loss. Let's see how they bounce back against a good Carolina team coming up tomorrow night in Raleigh. Should be a fascinating weekend, back-to-back games. Three games in four days as well. First one, a loss. Can they bounce back from a loss yet again and get a win and two points coming up tomorrow? We shall see. Everybody, have a great Thursday. We'll talk to you on a brand-new edition of Flyers Daily coming up tomorrow.